You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Lubman and Joe Shatsy coming at you as often as we can now that the Giants season is over. With the best Giants content out there, make sure you're liking, reviewing, rating, subscribing, sharing, telling other people about it. Give it two or three listens, too, just to help goose our numbers up a little bit. All part of the Odyssey Sports Network here at 95.7 The Game. So the other side of this coin, Shasky, that we need to get into is uh, is the boss, Farhan Zaidi, the man who hired Gabe Kapler, the man who really is getting a lot of the anger uh, being directed kind of at this organization. He is the source about it. And yeah, he spoke to the media for about 30 minutes uh, on Friday, covered a wide range of topics. And really, as I'm sitting there, I'm listening to Farhan talk and my legs falling asleep because we're all cramped into this dugout here. The only thing I could really think is, why? Like, why is he coming back here? And this is something I'm re- I wrote about for the station. It'll be going up later today. Basically, the question I have and that I kind of w- was getting into was, what can Farhan Zaidi possibly do in the span of a year, which is what he has left, to go from everybody saying, fire Farhan right now, to oh man, we got to get Farhan an extension. Like that's basically what he has to do. It's just, it almost seems like an impossible task. And I don't say impossible task because I don't have faith in Farhan. I say it's an impossible task because you could have Dave Dombrowski, Theo Epstein, and Brian Sabian working on this t- you know, team in tandem. And I'm not sure that they could really accomplish what is you know being expected out of Farhan this next year. And so it's just like, why? Why are we going through these motions? Well, what do you expect them to do? You expect them to fire him? I mean... I, I just, I don't understand. I think like they have no clue. I think they have no options. Like yeah. think about it. They used all their gumption getting rid of Sabian and Evans when they did. And hiring Farhan was so outside the box. So outside the box. What's he like? Honest to God, Patrick Bailey. What do you think? Maybe one all-star game. Maybe, maybe in his career. I'm a little bit more optimistic, but you know, okay. What, what do you uh, look? Give me the high end. Oh, uh, yeah. Four or five all-star games, I think, if he can Four have a very five. successful career. I believe well, how, many Buster, Posey, how many did Buster get? How many did Buster Posey six. get? Six? Okay, I mean, if we're saying that Patrick Bailey's a little less good than Buster Posey on the high end. He'll never hey, be you are not sold hitter. on Patrick Bailey's well, future. No, I mean, he'll never be a 300 hitter. Look at his Miley career. Like, Buster was a 300 hitter and a gold glover. Like, I get where you're coming from out of hope, but, like, you also have to be realistic. It's hard to make the all-star game. So, my point mm-hmm. being... We're hot. We're just like, ah, Bailey, he looks great. And he does look good. <laughs> that isn't even an all-star. They have not acquired in all five years and you don't have an everyday all-star or at least someone who has the potential year in, year out to be an everyday all-star. That's insane. 
The guy yeah. does not deserve to have his job. I'm sorry. Right. He really does. But apparently he did talk about the support that he is getting from ownership. I want to talk about that Ooh. too because Ooh. he's getting it from, from Greg Johnson. I want to well, hear from him had, too. You want to hear what had to, here's what Farhan had to say about that. Greg's sort of voice support publicly for me and the expectation that I'll be back next year. You know, I, I guess I would clarify that that support does not constitute an endorsement of what we've done the last two seasons or any degree of happiness or satisfaction with the results we've had. You know, I think Greg is pretty dissatisfied with us being around 500 and, and not being in the playoffs the last couple of years, as all of us are. So we've had a lot of conversations about how we get back to where we want to be and we need to be. You know, we want to have a product that our fans are excited about, a product that our fans, you know, come to the ballpark to see. And I recognize that. I think that's what ownership wants to see. And I know a lot of you all personally and, you know, a lot of good people in this group. And you haven't had a lot of positive things to write, frankly, over the last couple of seasons. And I think from the ownership standpoint, from my standpoint, it's our responsibility to change the narrative around this team. We want people to feel good about it and excited about the team. And, you know, we've had a lot of conversations about that. Yeah, but what are you doing about it? See, that's my biggest problem. Chuckle guy over there laughing at his own jokes on a day where he should be a little <laughs> more somber and humble. No, I'm dead serious. I know. And realize how grateful he should be that he still has got his job and getting another opportunity. You brought the guy in to clip coupons. You brought mm -hmm. the guy in to improve the farm. He's done none of those things. He's done none of those things. He has, look, oh, we're slightly better in the farm. Congratulations. You traded away no prospects for five years, and you're a couple of slots better based on four or five different ways we can rate the metrics of your farm system, which hasn't been any fruit whatsoever. Congratulations. You've struck out in free agency. Congratulations. All these one-year deals, you whiffed on Gosman, and you didn't bring them back. Congratulations. The most positive thing I can say about Farhan, this is the most positive thing I can say about Farhan, you didn't sign Correa. You didn't sign Rodon. Wow. The moves you didn't make. Yeah. Can you I imagine me saying that about Bob Myers with the Warriors? No. Nope. Or Kyle John Shanahan Lynch with the 49ers? 49ers? Yeah. The, the fact that this guy still has a job lets me know ownership has no clue. No, and I no think that clue. is, I think, you know, you talk about pie charter culpability. Farhan gets a very large slice. And yeah, I absolutely do believe that a large chunk of it does lie on ownership. And just the, I don't know where the, the desire from ownership is to win. You know, if I'm, if I'm Larry Bear and if I'm Greg Johnson, who I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard whispers that Greg wasn't even in the country this last week when no. this decision was, was made. Whispers, rumors, I'm not saying that as a fact. That's just what I've been hearing. I, that's I true. If, if that's that is true, true and you're running a business and you don't have the guts to be in town, mm -hmm. are you kidding me? If that's true, Sam... There's no coming back from this for Greg Johnson. No, oh, there really isn't. Sell and that's the team to someone who wants to win. You, you won three championships. Toodaloo. Operate like a big boy. You think the Red Sox are putting up with this crap? Mm -mm. Do you? Do you? No. No, and I've, again, I've been very vocal of, of my discontent with ownership. I really just – if I'm Larry Bear and Greg Johnson, I am getting a little bracelet that says WWJLD. You know, what would Joe Lacob do? Because honestly, here's the thing. If you're Larry Bear – and again, you know, he knows how great Joe Lacob has, how Joe, how great Joe Lacob has it on the other side of of Mission Bay. Yeah, fun, like, yeah. I, a quick aside here, Chess. You ever see that Christmas movie, Deck the Halls? No. 
Probably not. No one has. It's a movie with uh, Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito. And uh, Matthew Broderick, you know, he's the, the Christmas guy of his okay. neighborhood. Everybody knows that he has the best Christmas lights in the neighborhood. That's his thing. But then Danny DeVito moves to town and he's an even bigger Christmas guy. So he's got better Christmas lights on his house than Matthew Broderick does. So it becomes this whole back and forth of who could have the best house during Christmas. That's basically what we have here, where Larry Bear and Greg Johnson, they're Matthew Broderick with their piddly little Christmas lights. And then across the cove, you got Joe Lacob with his big Christmas tree, which the dotted with stars. You have no stars on your Christmas tree if you're Larry Bear and Greg Johnson. You have a guy who moved in far after you. One thing I'll say about Larry Bear that he's done very well is he has done a great job integrating the Giants in with the city of San Francisco. He was truly the guy in San Francisco at one point not very long ago. Joe Lacob came in and in the span of a few years has completely made Larry Bear and Greg Johnson completely obsolete. Joe Lacob owns San Francisco now as an owner. You have been not just surpassed, you have been lapped and you have been lapped again by Joe Lacob. He is looking across out of that ballpark and he is probably having giggling fits looking at the absolute buffoonery that is going on with this Giants ownership. And I do put a lot of it on because Greg Johnson, he's more of a money finance guy whatever Larry bear. He is the face of the ownership group. And I think Larry bear should absolutely be the face of the blame that ownership gets. You could say, Oh, he's not the control person. He's not the owner, blah, blah. He is the face. He is the guy who was so insistent on being the center of attention. He was the one who emceed Will Clark's Jersey retirement ceremony. He was the one who makes all these big baseball decisions. He's the one going into these meetings. So then we need a face like Aaron judge and Carlos Correa, Larry, you are the one who sets the tone for this organization. The fact that you are allowing things to get this bad under your ownership while you have another owner across the bay completely showing you how it's done. Jed York, as the CEO of the 49ers, has lapped you as an owner. Imagine going back to 2017, Shasky. If I were to tell you in the year 2023, we're going to be looking at Jed York as a superior CEO and executive than Lawrence M. Bear. You would have looked at me like I'm crazy if I suggested yet. And yet here we are. This is how bad it's gotten when Jed York, who we all love having, you know, Lowell Cohen, say something. That's where Jed York was at at one point. Larry Bear's never had that moment. And I really hope that he does speak with Farhan Zaidi tomorrow uh, at the end at the end of the oppressor. Uh, when that I don't happens. think they have any clue what's waiting them tomorrow. Well, I'll say what is waiting for them is uh, one Bonte Hill. He'll be there waiting for him. He's and, ready, uh, isn't he? Oh, he is super gassed up to do that. Um, but let's let's move forward because I, I I do because they need to face job. You and I like can we? You and I agree. Yeah, it, we get to Buster Posey and this guy and that guy. They need a facelift. They need they do, and I, let's get face, into that because the face of the organization needs to be someone else. I agree. Yeah. So they do need to make a big change. They do need to make changes. The first one's going to be about the managerial search, and. Uh, I did ask Farhan kind of what you will be looking for in that next manager, because again, Gabe Kapler was the most experienced manager, only had a couple of years of experience. So this is what Farhan said when I asked him kind of if you're going to be looking for experience or some are more on the younger side. Too early to tell. I've been involved in a handful of managerial searches, and I think you could just have different types of good candidates. And sometimes you know, I think being as open minded as possible is the best approach because candidates can surprise you. You know, somebody that, you know, maybe just got in as the last guy on your list winds up being the person that gets the job. So I don't think we have any preconceived notions of that. You know, when you start a process like this, there are people you think of immediately, whether they're people that you've worked with before or people who have strong reputations in the game. But sometimes as you dig deeper, you wind up with names that you're really excited about and wind up being the right person for the job. 
before you respond to that, Shasky, I'll always remember. So I try to listen, you know, for context clues in, in answers like that, because usually they're never going to say this is who we want. This is what we want. But they are going to drop subtle hints that will give you kind of clues as to what they're going to be looking for. I'll always remember when Farhan began his first manager search after 2019, the line he dropped that everybody seized on was sometimes you hire a manager who failed at their first destination, but then they succeed at their next destination. Uh, one example of that is you know, Joe Torre. He did not do well with the Cardinals. Then he goes to the Yankees, has a lot of success there. We can debate as to why that success happened, but nonetheless, he did still have success there. And a lot of people seized on that line because that was right after Gabe Kapler got fired. And that was right when the, uh oh, is, that, is he going to hire Gabe Kapler? Worry started to show up there. So going back to what Farhan says right there, you know, a guy who came in at the end of the list there, I don't know what to truly make from that. Guys who you've worked with in the past, there is one potential name out there of who he worked with in the past. I could tell by your exasperated expression that you are very excited to hear the name of Bob Melvin possibly being on that list, depending on what the uh, podcast is. He hires Bob Melvin. Listen to me, right? Listen to me and listen to me good. Mm -hmm. He hires Bob Melvin, fire himself the next day. Just, just, just the two of them. Are you Bob Melvin? I've listened so my theory on Bob Melvin is if Gabe Kapler is the guy, basically I think Bob Melvin is what Gabe Kapler is going to be in 20 years. Bob, if, if Gabe Kapler is the guy who keeps you in contention till the last week of the year, then Bob Melvin's a guy who will keep you in contention till about October 14th. Chasky, I don't know if you know this. The season doesn't end on October 14th. It ends on November something now because the World Series has been pushed back. Would Bob Melvin be a possibly better hire than Gabe Kapler? Probably. Is it the hire that it's going to be like, oh, hell yeah, now we're... No, Bob Melvin is the manager that better managers beat on the way to the World Series. He is... We've seen how much he's flamed on the postseason with his bullpen mismanagement. He would have a better bullpen here. But Sam, it's I mean, uninspiring. Sam, it's uninspiring. It really is. It's. I think it would have cachet with Bay Area fans because Bob Melvin's a notable name. You could probably, you know, if you're Larry Barrett, you could spin that into a way that would be well-received by fans. The Bay Area media would probably love it because the Bay Area media loves Bob Melvin just reputationally. That being said, though, and this is the problem with ownership. I am tired of the all. The whole move is about the PR battle. Larry Bear's number one priority is not winning baseball games. It is putting more butts in the seats because the attendance has dropped below the threshold that he likes. Part of the reason why they fired Gabe Kapler, so many fans are turned off by him and this organization. They're not renewing season tickets. When your goal is to hire managers solely to get fans into the seats and not to win baseball games, you get what you deserve. And what well, you deserve Sam, Sam. is to not win the World Series. But Sam... Last six years, seven years, they haven't won baseball games. Mm -hmm. They haven't retained their players, the good ones. They haven't replenished, replenished the farm system to the to the degree that they told us they would. They haven't signed free agents. They've ran a shitty business. Like, mm -hmm. let's just call it what it is. It's a shitty business with a shitty product. And it's no wonder the consumer is rejecting it. Mm -hmm. Hello? Like, you know what we like to do? Win. You know what else That's we like here in the Bay Area? Stars. Okay. You know what's a great way to to get, get stars? Winning games. You look again. Uh, yeah, it, 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 this is why I always kind of compare things. It always comes back to Joe Lacob. That's the 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 presence he has over the Bay Area sports scene right now. Is everything is done and look through the eyes of what Joe Lacob does. And can I, can I also table. say this? And yeah, it's, I find it interesting to me that there are people out there. The farm is better. Everyone talks about Joey Bart. Now was a whiff. 
with, mm-hmm. they knew kind of right away. And they didn't trade him when they had an opportunity to get something back for him. He's mm-hmm. worth nothing. He's worth well, his, He was in the trade deadline. Nothing. His name was the only name that popped up during the trade deadline. Uh, he's worth with, nothing with the Giants. He's worth and, nothing. But they've known really that worth. for multiple years and they've done nothing about it. Okay. I don't think Luis Matos is going to end up being that good. That's just me. I think he's a fourth outfielder when it's all said and done, but whatever. I like Luciano's bat again, two guys that were Bobby Evans guys that you've hung on to for quite some time. The draft that did him in is undeniable. Hunter Bishop getting taken 10th overall missing on Gunnar Henderson, missing on Corbin Carroll and a slew of other guys who have been excellent from that draft has cost them Dearly, that guy took that franchise, Arizona, that no one cared about, and they're instantly one of everyone's favorite teams because of him. Yeah, Gunnar Henderson, as well as other players in Baltimore, have been outstanding. You took Hunter Bishop, who has never done a damn thing, even in double A, and these guys are balling. It is what it is. I'm gonna give a little bit of pushback there on that one because one, uh, I've heard just from things I've heard about that 2019 draft, there was a lot of things that were just kind of up in the air, and I can't get into too deep details about it. But basically, there were issues going on behind the scenes in terms of just they, they, they kind of impacted that draft. So that's one. And again, I, I can't really give enough details to really make that an, an excuse. An excuse. So, but an excuse. here's the thing: if we want to play the "what you miss" game, I mean. This is why the Major League Baseball draft is such a crapshoot. Shasky, I want to go back just for the last But few he's supposed that- to be good at it. But he, that's the thing. He, Hafarhan, and whoever the hell is making decisions, he's supposed to be good at it. That's that's why he's here. But every draft is going to have misses. Like, it's just like, that's yeah, just where are the hits? Where are the hits? You have where to have hits? player development there. I mean, there are. Where Whitney. are the hits? Right now, your best hits are. As of right now, are Patrick Bailey and Kyle Harrison. Those are your best Even two. Kyle right Harrison, now. who knows? Yes. And Patrick Bailey, again, there's a lot to like so far. I think I would classify Patrick Bailey as more of a hit than a miss right now. If I had to, if I had to, if I if if the maker to break deal to get a player was Kyle Harrison, without hesitation, he's gone. Oh, yeah. And we'll I, I agree with you there. The last thing I want to get into in kind of terms of what this team needs to do to move forward. If you're Farhan Zaidi is again, he's going into a huge off season right now where he has so much that he needs to do. And we're talking about, you know, what can he possibly do to turn things around? Part of that is going to be, he's going to have to hit on bringing new players in. And we heard the reports that the giants reputation with free agents is a little shot right now. I asked him about that on Friday and this is what he had to say about that. I'm not concerned about our reputation with free agents. I don't mean that to sound arrogant or like we're out of touch. I just, this, you know, as we said earlier, when talking about the manager search, this is a great ballpark. This is a great city to play in. This is a great organization. And I know a lot of players would be excited to put this uniform on. So I have conversations with agents all the time about the players they have on this team what might be happening over the offseason and i know we're going to get a lot of engagement from players that may be available very confident in that so you see chassis it's all good there's a lot of engagement with a lot of players who are very interested and i'm sure all those players are not only very good at baseball but definitely have other teams that they would be giants over listen this guy knows that's the worst part he knows when he said i don't need to sound him I had the. I don't even believe his bullshit. How does he believe his bullshit? Who does he think he is? It's my head. This is so sick of Farhan Zaidi. It's the unearned arrogance for me. That's the thing. You're not the smartest person in the room. 
You could tell me you are, and you could pass all of these IQ exams. Dog, you're broke. You are broke. You have zero credit with this fan base. <laughs> zero credit. Okay? You, you you don't have a FICO score of 820. Dog, your FICO score's in the 400s. Who the fuck are you kidding? Like, I'm serious, Sam. It's driving me insane. This unearned arrogance. This guy has no idea. He's the idiot in the room, which is the most dangerous person to be in the control of. The, like, John Lynch, I don't think John Lynch is great at a lot of things. But you know what I think he's really good at? Knowing what his own strengths and weaknesses are. For example, I don't think he knows how to break down the film on a fifth-round draft pick. I really don't. But I think he's really good at communicating and empowering people who are great at their jobs. He's okay? a good leader. He's good. He plays a good leadership role. He's a good he face the organization. He's he a general. His, yeah. He's he a is. general. That's he's a general. He may he's not be in the trenches working things out. That's more of a Kyle Shanahan thing. But no, he knows how to what is present the organization in a positive way. What's Farhan's skill? Telling he's me really, he's smart? He's Telling really, me he talks to agents? Well, Jack, congratulations. How about you sign one that's worth their salt? How about you sign one that you don't have to clip 15 options to and overpay by $10 million just to bring back? Control your own roster, for Christ's sake. It's, it's driving me insane, Sam. I'm sorry. I just... The more I hear him talk, the less I want him anywhere near my team. I know. Ever this again. Is, this was the second time this You're gonna year. You're going to have to cut out was, all of this, by the way. You're going to have to edit me. You like bleep a lot of this. Oh, no. This is going to be our first podcast to have an explicit uh, attached to it, an explicit advisory. I'm not going back and bleeping that stuff. We're, we're, we're raw and unfiltered on this fucking podcast. But no, this was the second time this year where I was sitting in a Farhan pot, a Farhan presser, and had to bite my tongue to keep myself from just going, what the actual hell are you talking about? The first time was right before the All-Star break when he said in clear sound body and mind, I, I really like our pitching death right now. I don't feel any need to upgrade that. When he said that, I'm surrounded by everybody. And that was that was the beginning of my end of my support for Farhan. A month later, I was officially out on him. But yeah, that was the, when he said, I don't mean to sound arrogant. I, I, you have to bite my tongue because I can't say, are you freaking kidding me when you're surrounded by the entire Giants media like that? And that's basically where we're at right now. And you know why I'm so angry? Really you know why I'm so angry like you are? Because I love this team. I do and too. this is so below what I expect. It's one, you do not have to win it all every year. All right? Just give me a blueprint that makes sense and show me some progress. Like, that is the bare minimum. That's yeah. the bare minimum. Look, the Niners can lose in the playoffs this year. And look, I want to win a Super Bowl, right? I can see, dude, they've built a freaking juggernaut. You know, the Warriors, they got trounced last year by the Los Angeles Lakers. You know what they did? They made big, bold trades in the offseason. It might not work. But you know what? You know what I know they are? They're bold, and they're maniacally obsessed with winning it all. I don't yeah. I don't get that same semblance from Farhan, from ownership, or from anyone else in that front office. And that's the part to me that's so frustrating to swallow. You know what's really frustrating for me, Shasky, is that you know, I, I asked Farhan last year. Well, no, I so I let me scratch that. So I didn't ask Farhan this question. So I remember last year I asked Farhan at the end of the presser, how do you close the gap on the on the Dodgers? He gave me a long answer about how the Dodgers set the standard, blah, blah, blah. And Andrew Bagley, I think it was him, he followed up with kind of talking about the philosophies and the principles. And the thing that Farhan said, a word that I always remember, he said is we are not dogmatic about any one of our principles, which is a $23 word for saying, you know, we're not super locked into them. You know, he had he said last year, we need to reevaluate our approach and change and adapt. Then you come into this season and I see the same freaking 
principles being uh, 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 majors and errors. Zero steals. What the hell is up with the strikeouts? Why is that okay? <laughs> no one is asking about no the strikeouts. They struck out 1,400 I mean, times. Sam, if I told you, if I told you. strikeouts. That's not even it. It's like 1,500 or something. I could let a 15-year-old right now build a better roster with $180 million in free agency and, and just limited me? options. I guarantee it. I guarantee but, it. To, to finish my point, so the last question I got, I was second to last question, and Marty Lurie got the last question. The last question I asked him was, you know, and I don't have the sound for this, but I asked him, you know, what's your lesson that you take away from this year? What's your, if I learn one thing, what it is. And it was, it's not a new lesson, but you know, the game is humbling. It's unpredictable. Uh, he went on to say, you know, we got to be prepared for different things to unfold. You just can't predict how these things are going to be. And you got to be ready for every eventual difference, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, how is this any different from what you said last year? Last year, you said you have to reevaluate principles. You did not. This year, you're saying the same thing. Like when, when Chesky, what do you do when someone tells you who they are? You believe them. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I am not falling for this banana in the tailpipe anymore. Like at this point, Farhan, if you really think you've changed, you really think you've learned something, you need to go out and show me now. And at the end of the day, I really don't think you have enough runway to be able to show me. And that's where it comes back to ownership of why are we going through another dog and pony show? We're going to let Farhan bring in a new manager for however many years that this manager is going to come in, they're not going to be good enough next year. He's going to get fired. And now you got to hope that whoever comes in to replace Farhan is able to work with whatever manager that he sticks us with. Whoever comes in is going to have to undo the mess that Farhan has gotten this team into. I don't think the mess is as horrible. They have a one and done manager in history. I do not know if Tom, I said probably way back when, when managers were fired for literally like drinking the wrong whiskey in the dugout. Um, I'd have to go back and, and find that. Uh, what I don't want to see, and let, let's, before we wrap here, one, when it comes to, okay, fine. one and done manager. I don't think they're going to elevate anyone from an, it's from uh, the current coaching staff into an interim role. So I've heard people on Twitter, like, Ooh, Kyle Correa, Mark Hallberg. If either one of those two are appointed the full-time manager next year, then you need to be fired on the spot. If Larry, if Larry Bear allows that to happen, then he will deserve to see his legacy. Let me ask you a question. If Larry's there tomorrow, let's end this this way. If Larry's there tomorrow, and we haven't even got, we'll get to Crawford in a little bit. Not yeah. this episode. I say the next episode. Well, we get, we'll get to Crawford in the next six because I want to finish on something positive. Today. Okay. Okay. And yeah. we'll keep that short and sweet. Yeah. If you could ask Larry Bear one question tomorrow, what is it? Whew. That's something I have to really think about. But really, it just when it comes down to is... I really want to ask a question that would really showcase how committed he truly is to win, being a winning organization. I guess the question is, how far do you think this organization is from being in an overall better position than what Joe Lacob has with the Warriors? Because honestly, at the end of the day, that's your number one competitor. He's got the better Christmas lights than you. He's got stars on his Christmas tree. You got nothing but, you know, three-year-old garlands on your Christmas tree, Larry. Like, this is ridiculous. One manager name I want to throw out is Ron Wotus. Does that do anything for you? No. Yeah. I, I, I want the future. Like I'm not Ron looking Wattis. into the rearview mirror. I don't want to look in the rearview mirror. And it's no knock on Ron Wotus. Love Ron Wotus. I'm sorry. Like, no, we need something fresh and different. And I, I love the guy. You. No, I love Ron too. My reason not for Ron is this is a guy who's been waiting for years to get his shot managing. If you make this his shot, you know, go out and manage this lame duck team that we all know deep down inside is going to fail spectacularly. And then you're going to probably be the fall guy for that too. I'm not giving that to Ron. Ron deserves better. That would be a slap in the face to say, Oh, here's your opportunity now with Farhan in this roster. Go get him, Ron. You might have better players next year. 
I would be insulted if I was Ron Woods. I want Ron to get a chance somewhere. I love having, I, I love that he's part of this organization now. I obviously think he's more of a plus than a minus. That's not, that's not even debatable. He deserves better than this. He absolutely does. And honestly, we as Giants fans, we deserve better than this. And it's just disgusting that this is, we have to do a whole nother year of this. I really don't understand why we need to do another year of this. And the only thing that gives me hope, Shasky, because I do want to finish on a positive note here, and we're going to do that when we talk about Brandon Crawford. The only thing that gives me hope is that, you know, Dr. Strange, he looks forward in time. He sees 14,625 outcomes for next season. One where it goes well. I guess that's our that's our hold up here. But the Avengers aren't walking through that door to help Farhan Zaidi next year, and that's where we're at. 